There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. You're listening to Drive Live with Natalie Lindo-Taylor and Emma Brain. We're going to head straight over to New York now. Nick Harper is there. Nick, good evening from Dubai. Hi, good evening, Natalie. Evening, Emma. Hi. So, Nick, we've got quite a few stories uh, to get through with you. Um, Emma, if you want to go ahead. Yes, so uh, Nick, starting off, the Trump administration has announced it has taken away the former CIA director's security clearance and more high-profile Trump critics may also have their passes revoked as well. What's going on there? Yeah, this one perhaps not unexpected, but it is being viewed with quite a lot of criticism, especially from the left here in the United States. So this is the ex-CIA chief, John Brennan, uh, having his security clearance taken away. It is usual that top security officials, even when they leave the jobs, they keep this top-level security clearance. The idea is that they can work with their successors, they can stay within the security community. However, the White House in a statement said that John Brennan had erratic conduct and behavior, and therefore, as a result of that, was having his security clearance revoked. He will now have no access to any sensitive information. Now, he is an appointee of the past administration, the Democrat-led Obama administration, and he has become a very vocal critic of President Trump. For example, after the summit in July in Helsinki between Donald Trump and the Russian President Vladimir Putin, Brennan said that Trump's behavior was nothing short of treasonous. Uh, Now, Brennan has responded to the revoking of his security clearance. He has tweeted out a message saying that uh, all of this is part of the president's efforts to suppress freedom of speech and punish critics, because there is this concern that we're seeing from the Trump administration, uh, something of a pattern of trying to silence people who speak out against the administration. Uh, We know that the White House is also considering taking away other access as part of the statement in which they announced Brennan's uh, revocation of his security clearance. They also said they were looking at security clearance of the former FBI director, James Comey, uh, a former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, and a number of others who potentially could also be in the firing line to have theirs taken away. And Nick, a strange Russian satellite is orbiting the Earth and uh, US officials are freaking out, to say the least. They certainly are. It's been up in orbit for some months now, since last October. Uh, Obviously, different countries around the world, they can put up their satellites into space, but it's worrying the the State Department here in the United States uh, because of what they're calling very abnormal behavior. Uh, We had a statement uh, put out here in the U.S. in the last 24 hours saying that they were not sure uh, exactly what it was, and they had no way of verifying exactly what this satellite was for. They also raised some concerns uh, that potentially this could be used as a weapon, that it was an anti-satellite weapon technological system uh, deployed by the U.S., uh, by Russia, rather, that potentially had capacity to permanently or temporarily disable other satellites that are in orbit. So not being used as a weapon to attack the Earth, but rather to attack other satellites that it comes across to jam their frequencies. Now, Russia, uh, as you would imagine, has dismissed all of this. They've said it's unfounded, that it's slanderous accusations based on suspicions. Uh, But of course, all of this comes at a time when we are seeing something of an arms race ramping up in space. Uh, The US recently announcing uh, the sixth branch of the U.S. armed forces. They're putting together something called the Space Force. Uh, 
they're saying that, of course, there are peaceful intentions behind this. But, of course, we are clearly seeing uh, something of a ramping up of really uh, an aim to have dominance in space by big governments around the world. And Nick, the uh, N-word scandal in terms of President Trump doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. We've heard from Amarosa and now another celebrity has come forward to say he heard the president say racially insensitive remarks. That's right. Yeah, all of this came about as a result of Omarusa Newman. She was on The Celebrity Apprentice. That's where she found fame. She then got a job in the White House before being fired and then publishing a tell-all book. In the last week or so, she's been on the publicity circuit saying that she heard President Trump use a racial slur, specifically the N-word, that he used that on the set of The Celebrity Apprentice. So in the years before he became president, now we've got Penn Gillette coming forward. He's one half of the duo uh, of magicians, Penn and Teller, was also in The Celebrity Apprentice for two seasons, the fifth and the sixth season. Now, he says he heard uh, Donald Trump use racially insensitive remarks. He didn't specifically confirm that he'd heard the use of the N-word, but he did say that he'd heard racially insensitive things that made me uncomfortable, and also that he'd heard uh, Donald Trump at the time on Celebrity Apprentice speaking about women in a demeaning way. So it is something certainly is not going away, and more fuel to the fire with uh, Pendulette now coming forward with these accusations as well. And a community in California is trying to make a couple feel better after they accidentally started the eighth largest fire in state history. How do you make anyone feel better about that? That's right. It's a pretty terrible story in the fact that there is, has been this deadly wildfire that is still being battled by firefighters in Redding, uh, the Redding area of Northern California. This couple, they had a trailer that got a flat tire. The metal of the rim of the wheel scraped along the ground. It caused some sparks. Those sparks started a fire and the fire has become the eighth largest in Californian history. It is absolutely huge. It's demolished uh, hundreds of properties. It's also killed seven people, including firefighters, trying to battle it. So the community, uh, rather than attacking this couple that started the fire, have been rallying around them, really trying to support them, saying that they shouldn't be being viewed as uh, terrible people as a result of what's happened. There was a woman who was living nearby to them. She wanted to send initially her own message, her own card of support to this couple, worried that perhaps Perhaps people uh, would be viewing them negatively, that they may be getting some sort of backlash. So she posted a message on social media and as a result of that got about 100 letters from people living nearby. And apparently they keep on coming. They're even getting letters and messages from firefighters who are currently battling the fire. Uh, Also, people who've lost their homes within the fire, all of them supporting this couple who haven't been named in U.S. media, uh, really trying to say that it was not their fault for, for causing this enormous fire. And Nick, going in a slightly different direction for the minute, uh, 350 news organisations have come together to tell President Trump journalists, unlike what he has said several times, are not the enemy of the people. That's right, yeah. Fake news, enemy of the people, terms that President Trump has used in what has really been a months-long battle against the news media. So now we've had uh, about 350 news organizations spearheaded by the Boston Globe newspaper joining together to attack what the Boston Globe is calling the president's dirty war against the media. They're also trying to promote free press. Uh, That's written into the Constitution here, this freedom of expression, freedom of the press. But they're really trying to push the fact that the press should not be viewed 
as the enemy of the people. This concern that the United Nations has put forward about the potential of violence against journalists because of this idea of fake news, because the president has been pushing this idea of journalists being the enemy of the people. So we've seen uh, these newspapers, these news organizations get together, uh, write editorials which are in their newspapers today. Uh, one of them headlined, uh, journalists are not the enemy. That's one of the ones by the Boston Globe. However, as you'd expect, there are some organizations that are not backing this. One uh, big example is the Wall Street Journal, uh, often quite Republican-leaning in some of its views, especially in the business community. They've chosen not to take part, and instead they've put out an editorial attacking the Boston Globe. And Donald Trump, he has replied. He's been out on Twitter this morning, a couple of tweets already, one of them saying the fake news media is the opposition party. It is very bad for our great country. Uh, so him responding to that, and I'm sure we're going to see more tweets from the president. Uh, there has been one organization that's put together uh, the Twitter archive for the president. They uh, estimate from their findings and looking back over his old tweets that 281 times he has referred to fake news. And that now jumps up to 283 after the two tweets this morning from him. And finally, Nick, um, just moving to some breaking news that's come through in uh, the last few minutes. Uh, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has sadly died at the age of eight, uh, 76. Yeah, very sad news. She had been battling illness for some time, diagnosed with cancer back in 2010. But within the last few days, uh, reports coming from her publicist that she had been worsening. Uh, she was in Detroit, a city that she found fame in originally. She was a gospel singer in Detroit. Her father was a preacher uh, at one of the churches there. Uh, and she really grows in prominence to become uh, the Queen of Soul. That's how she was referred to here in the U.S., one of the greatest soul singers of all time. Her first number one single uh, was Respect back in 1967, but a whole heap of hits after that, 111 singles released in total, more than 20 US number ones, uh, and she was even in the top 40 right up until 1998. She was also known very much uh, as a woman who pioneered her craft, becoming the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here in the U.S. She won 18 Grammys during her lifetime, also received a Presidential Medal of Freedom. She really was an icon of her time, making music through many, many decades, uh, and tributes already starting to come in. We're likely to see more during the day from the music community, but also from the people who've met her uh, during, uh, during her time. And of course, uh, Detroit, the city where she grew up, uh, we're likely to see a funeral there in, in the coming days, coming weeks, and lots of outpourings of emotions, lots of support for her and what she achieved during her lifetime are, are likely to follow. On that very sad note, Nick Harper, there we leave it. Nick Harper is based in New York. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, guys. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.